walk into a stadium, 8,000 people, they all want you to lose. But as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass or kick butt, you're going to be all right. Sorry, I swear. Salutations, everyone. You may not recognize this voice. It's me, Steve, your friend, your pal, joined by my friends and pals, Jake and Jordan, coming back at you in 2023 for yet another season of the Shock Factor podcast. Fellas, it is great to be back. How are you guys feeling? Steven, when you say yet another, that makes me feel like we've been doing this a lifetime which is not the case. This is just year two, but I hope we can do this a lifetime because last season I had so much fun doing a podcast with you. I I do plenty of podcasts with Jake, but that's just normal. That's fun too. But adding you into this, into this uh, normal Jake and Jordan podcast dynamic has been a delight. It has been a privilege and I cannot wait to do it all over again this season. Nothing like a little podcasting polyamory is what I always say. You know, I look outside, Steve, and by the time people are listening to this, it's February 1st. And as far as I'm concerned, that is the college baseball equivalent of Fuxitani Phil. You walk outside and you, if you see green grass and green grass that you can hit a baseball on, mm. it's time for the season. That, to that's a good point about Fuxitani Phil. I forgot about him. Um, but you bring up a great point and Jordan, just in rebuttal to your sentence, I, I may just cry. I might. That was so sweet. Thank you so much. I, I can't wait to get into it. So let, let's do it. So let's do it. Well, before we hop into, you know, the college baseball landscape, just let's, let's give people a sense of what this show is going to be. We're going to say hi. We're going to reintroduce ourselves, welcome ourselves back. Maybe this is the first time you're listening. Maybe you've been listening, you know, your entire lives. You've just been following us around and peeping into our conversations. Either way, we're going to make sure you feel up to speed. We're going to talk about what's been new in our lives. We're going to talk about what's been new in the world of college baseball. We're going to read a very real advertisement. And then we're each going to talk about one college baseball thing we're thinking about before we say goodbye and tell you what our season preview plan is going to be. But let's start out with you, Stephen Shock. What's your deal, man? Who are you? And what do people need to know about you? Uh, my deal is I'm Stephen Shock. I used to play college baseball, and then one day I just stopped. I didn't. Um, some people you call quit it graduate. <laughs> yeah, quick cold turkey just ripped the Band-Aid off. I was, I was done. Um, but, yeah, and then I missed baseball, so... I decided to tweet a lot about baseball because I had this little interview thing a couple of years back now, and a lot of people followed me on Twitter, and I wanted to serve them the best way possible, so serve them up my favorite dish of college baseball, and I've just kind of been rolling with it, and then you guys reached out to me about talking about college baseball with my mouth instead of my thumbs. I was like, hey, that sounds like a pretty good idea, and um, that's kind of how we got here, I think. Just brief yeah, summary. I think, I think that is a fair way to put it. And and Jake and I, uh, you know, we've been been lucky enough to be talking about baseball uh, for a living for a little bit longer um, for a variety of different places. But for the most part, until last year, that had really been about Major League Baseball, which, OK, yeah, they they throw really hard and they're all big and strong and they follow a bunch of rules and they make a bunch of money. But we always have had a, a hankering to to talk more 
in organized fashion about college baseball and to have that opportunity to do it with the D1 baseball folks, um, not, not to mention Steve. Uh, is, is just an awesome opportunity. And we're excited to do it all over again, especially this year. You know, last season we started kind of in the middle of the year. This year we get to really ramp up and, and prepare for a full college baseball season, which I can't wait for. Steve, what is the number one thing that has happened to you since we last recorded? It's been many months since the Ole Miss Rebels dogpiled on one another at the Chuck in Omaha. Months have passed. Empires have have you know risen and fallen uh but what is the number one thing that has happened to you um i i guess getting married i would say it was a pretty big one um nice a lot of people didn't think i'd ever be able to do it but here i am done it got a ring on and everything even though i'm in my home so everybody here both my wife and my dogs already know i'm married so wearing it around the house doesn't make much sense but i do it you know <laughs> just it one of my favorite things, honestly, is just fidgeting with this thing. It, it's kind of fun. Mm. It, it's fun to do. Mm -hmm. So it, it's nice to always have like a little toy on me all the time. Mm -hmm. And being married's fun too. You know, having someone you love mm -hmm. love you back—that's very nice, and I'm very happy about right. it. Right. It it does sound that sounds sweet. Um, I got engaged uh, since we last recorded, but um, it's, it's a good preview for me. So I appreciate that, Steve. How do you think you, being a married man, will kind of impact? your college baseball commentary uh, in, in this season? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. And I think it'll up it because he, here's why. Once you get married, the thing they don't tell you is you can just let yourself go. You know, I I could be 700 pounds by the end of the season. No, no skin off my back, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, well, legally it's a lot that harder. That ring ain't coming off. It, legally it's a lot harder to get rid of me. So – it's going to be less time in the gym, more time on the couch tweeting about college baseball, which is going to be the biggest difference. I, I'm kidding. I didn't. I, I don't really think there will be any differences. I didn't go to the gym last That's year fine. either. Um, we don't want you to change, so it works out. I, I just wanted to check. But yeah, also congrats to you on the engagement. This is our mm. preseason prenuptial podcast. I, yeah, I promise it won't affect my my commentary either. Um, now, more importantly than our personal lives is that a lot has happened in college baseball since we last hopped on the mic and kind of reflected on the games that have been played. And this is most relevant because normally the college baseball offseason is not normally, you know, transactions did not used to be a part of the college baseball landscape, at least not to such an extreme degree. But just as we just spent our uh, winter as uh, MLB commentators, you know, looking at all the players that change teams, we have that opportunity to do it in a similar fashion um, in college baseball. And I would say that is probably the biggest thing that has happened since we last recorded is that many players um, – they, they just jumped in that portal real, real eagerly and will be playing for different teams across the country, which makes things interesting for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons. Jake. Steve, for a, a newbie who might be listening, okay, mm -hmm. who is interested in why this past offseason was really like the first ever college baseball hot stove, could you go ahead and explain the transfer portal and why it's become such a huge part of this world? So the transfer portal is really cool. Back in back in the early days of the NCAA, there was a situation where student athletes they could transfer willy nilly, unlimited amount of times, and this hurt all the small schools because 
particularly in baseball, you know, coaches would just go to summer leagues, see where a kid's doing well. It's like, oh, this kid goes to a smaller school. I'm in the power five. I'm just going to swoop him right up. NCAA comes in. No more of that, they say, for a little bit. Don't remember when that happened, but there was a span from a while back to about this year where the transfer portal didn't exist and there was no one-time transfer for baseball, basketball, and football because those were the sports primarily affected. However, now transfer portal's back. You can do it once. That's the one they'll give you. And then if you want to do it again, you just got to graduate and then you get to do it again. It's pretty cool. But (laughs) the best thing about it is if a kid's unhappy at their program, regardless of playing time, regardless of what's going on, they can go find or, you know, get the chance to find happiness somewhere else, which, you know, in, in baseball in general, you know, the season gets very long. You spend a lot of time at the field, at practice. If you really aren't liking it, if you aren't jiving with it, you shouldn't be there, you know? And you should go somewhere where you can be happy. So that's why I like the transfer portal, because guys can play their season at the end, decide, you know, did I like it, did I not like it, and find somewhere else. And a lot of people, you know, sometimes it'll catch flack from people jumping ship, but I think what's really important about it is you got these 17 and 18 year olds making a decision of where they're going to spend the first time on their own away from home and they're doing it at 16 17 years old i don't know about you guys i wasn't making the best decisions at that age so i that's why i like the portal well and as someone who transferred twice themselves it's no surprise that steven shock is a fan of the transfer portal and with the addition of nil name, image, and lollipops, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit more money floating around, which means that players are matriculating to a number of spots. And if you are new to this, that's the thing to know about this offseason that was. LSU, the Louisiana State University Tigers, have scooped up basically uh, like half the good baseball player (laughs) in college baseball. (laughs) That's, that's maybe a bit of a stretch, but yes, they did, uh, of course, land probably the three highest uh, profile transfers um, of the of the winter. Now, the first one that hey, or of the summer, I should say. See, I'm so used to talking about moves in the winter. Um, now, the first one, I think the first commit in the transfer portal was actually Christian Little uh, out of Vanderbilt. He is a one who had graduated high school early and went and was one of the more uh, famous pitchers in college baseball. He was the first one to say, I'm going to LSU. I was like, oh, damn. All right. Wow. If you're going to leave Vandy, I mean, that, that's that's got to be a pretty, pretty big move. And that's when we started to sense like, oh, oh. Looks like LSU is going to be, you know, reeling in some some pretty big fish here. And then the biggest fish of them all, Tommy White, was like, hey, I'm taking my tanks down to Baton Rouge. And he will be hitting those home runs um, down there in Louisiana. And then for good measure, they also for three, for, for four, four guys. I mean, it was more than just that. But they also bring in Paul Skeens, one of the more talented two-way players in the country, uh, coming over from Air Force. And then as if all that wasn't enough. Thatcher Hurd, who, in my opinion, is getting overlooked in this transfer madness, I think is one of the more impressive young pitchers coming over from UCLA. So LSU, who was very good last season, duh, uh, they have loaded up in a way that we have not seen possible in past college baseball seasons. And that is why this is so freaking exciting. Um, But Steve, of those four, who are you most excited about? I'm honestly, this is going to sound weird, but Thatcher Hurd. I think last season he was one of the – I think he was the best freshman pitcher last season. 
hands down, like bar none. Every time he got the ball, I, I think he had a slower start to the season, but once he like stopped being a high schooler and was like, wait, no, that's not who I am. I'm a college baseball player now. I'm a pitcher, not a thrower. And then he was like, okay, I'm just going to be the best at it. And he was. And that's why I'm excited for him. I feel, I will say, I do feel bad for Christian Little because I feel like when he announced he was transferring, everyone was like, whoa, Vandy to LSU. That's sick. Like, that's big waves type of stuff. And then Tommy White committed, the like, the next day. And it was like, okay, Christian Little, welcome. But holy shit, it's Tommy White. And, like, yep. I, I think it just downplays how good Christian Little is. And I think a lot of LSU fans are going to gonna be reminded of how good he is this season and be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, I, I think her – I agree with you on Hurd. And I know he – I think he maybe dealt with some injuries and his inning count was not quite as high as some of those other guys that I'm sure there's some Tennessee fans um, screaming at you right now uh, listening to you on the pod, but that's okay. There are a lot of great baseball players out there, as will become very obvious uh, throughout the course of this Look, season. it's it's the first um, time yeah. I gave the Pac-12 love on this podcast. So. I was going to say, yeah. we, we heard Pac, in theory former that – Former yeah. In theory, uh, uh, supposedly, allegedly, Thatcher Hurd pitched really well out in the, in the Pac-12 on all of the televisions that we were watching. Yeah, for sure. What is allegedly? The, what are you guys saying? Pac-12. Oh, oh Jake looks really confused. It's yeah. How so, should we explain this to so him? So, Jake, you're you're involved on MLB Twitter. I'm sure you've seen the videos of professional athletes going to Dave and Buster's and doing pull downs in the miles per hour machine, right? Yeah. So the Pac-12 is when you've had one too many Dave and Buster's brews, and you go to that machine, you redeem it, you get the balls, and then you launch them at the Pac-Man machine. That is the Pac-12. Oh. Yeah, because you get 12, 12 times. Balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12, 13th okay. time they kick you out. So you get your Pac-12 in. Yeah. And that's so what Thatcher Heard was doing last year. Baker's Dozen. Now, you know, for those of you tuning in for the first time, a running bit on this show is that the Pac-12 doesn't exist. Now, I have decided to change my persona. New year, new me, guys. And I am proud to announce that I will be Pac-12 guy for the year 2023. More like 2020 Pac-12. Jake just tested for Pac-12 positive. Yeah. Is that a thing? All right, well... Listen, stick a he's... stick up my nose. I'm positive. <laughs> he he says that now, guys. Let's check back in in a few weeks when he's, you know, <laughs> driving himself crazy and staying up late trying to see what how Arizona's bullpen is hanging on. <laughs> guys, we'll I just this asked Jeeves how I can watch the Pac-12 network. You need, and uh, he says he doesn't know. Don't so, you need to right, go through so... TSA clearance to get that? I think you need clear to, to uh, watch the pack. Yeah. Here's the thing. I admire this claim, but we will hold you to it and we will isn't, we will check back in later this season. Isn't the Pac twelve on um Quibi? <laughs> what yeah, how many different subscriptions do you need to, to end up with it? That if anybody knows how to uh watch the Pac twelve, please, please let us know. Uh the last thing we want to do here before we take a break, Steve is that if the MLB offseason is called the hot stove, what do we call this new thing we have, the college baseball offseason? Because it is not quite a hot stove because 
the transactions don't happen over the course of the winter, right? Kids get to school in the fall and then they're there, right? We really have this period in the summer where things are bubbling and news is breaking and whatever. So do you have any ideas of what we want to name the college baseball hot stuff? I have a few. Um, the first one is the air fryer that was just turned off, but only used on a reheat setting. A little mild, a mm. little mild. And that rolls <laughs> right off the tongue, Steve. Yeah. See, that's why I liked it. Um, and the other was <laughs> recently turned off griddle. Mm, okay. Mm. Like still has a little bit of sizzle to it is your point. Yeah. It's still, it's still making good shit, but it's just, you know, kind of going out. It's of not steam. on anymore. Yeah. You aren't, you See, aren't full me, throttle the whole time, you know? To me, I think that the challenge here needs to be about, it needs to be flipped, summer related, right? The whole point of the hot stove is that it's keeping us warm during the winter, during the moves during the winter, all the stuff that's going on during the winter. This is most, this is really happening during the summer. So do we need something that's like cooling us down, but we're excited about? Like that's, that's the other thing. Like it's almost like a, like a thirst quenching situation um, for like, we are, we are no college baseball stuff to talk about in August. And then surprise we do because Tommy White's going to LSU. The cold towel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> The, 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 this is i think we that's the line of thinking we need to be I, going towards uh, along those lines could we go the the nipple bottle of gatorade oh yes that is what people call that and yeah. i think that i think i think that is more along those lines what about I the agree. ice bucket challenge <laughs> you know like that is an option cool you down that is an option but i i would excited. imagine there is a at the same time that's true that's true so, yeah, I think I'm just saying I'm, I think we'll, we'll work on it again. This is the first time we've really gone through this. Right. So there's a, there's a, there, we will figure this out. We will what about this out something together. with the portal, like the, you know, like the, the intergalactic uh, mm-hmm. highway or the, you know, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. space trekky. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've played portal portals, one of my favorite games. I have to come up with some of the, uh, some of the uh, terminology from that game. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to you on that one, I think. What about, yeah, but, what about the transfer window? The window? I think Portal's way cooler than window. So I, I think we already kind of have that in the right direction. I wouldn't right. change that, in my opinion. But I, again, like, please let us know. Let, you, you, the people listening to this, you probably have better ideas. You're thinking about the Portal. You're thinking about what, what the hell we should call this time of the offseason. And uh, we'll figure it out. I would say, Jordan, before we do take that break, the, the last nugget of big news is that we are going to have a third assistant that will be getting paid in the near future. That news came out over the winter that in beginning in 2024, teams will be able to pay a third assistant. And Steve, this is big news for you as someone who played Division One college baseball, uh, and you're around the type of people who are spending their time, their hours for well below their worth. So what does this type of news mean to you personally? And what do you think it's going to mean to the sport as a whole? It just fires me up because, you know, I've had playing six years of college baseball, you come in contact with a lot of volunteer coaches and a lot, a lot of those guys, like there've been a lot of great coaches who just simply couldn't afford to coach anymore. Like playing simple cause they weren't making any money. So I think this is really not just good for, you know, the third paid assistant who's getting the paycheck, but the game of baseball in general, I really think it's going to give us access to a lot of different new coaches and new ideas. 
that we otherwise wouldn't have because these guys would, you know, have to have to give out at some point because, you know, you can only make zero dollars for so long before you're like, hey, I should probably be making money for the work I do. So I, I'm good on the NCAA for finally uh, doing something about it. I wish they would just say it's required to pay them. Um, but they're still working on the legal mumbo jumbo of it. So we'll see how it goes. Steve, do you think that this will change your life trajectory that maybe, you know, there's a spot for you on Brian's staff? <laughs> I, I would love that. I think the only way I would be accepted into his staff is in like uh, the Kevin Costner character in Bull Durham, except I don't catch. So I'm just like bitter all the time in the, bullpen in the dugout like looking at all the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed kids saying hey look at this kid it's not all sugar and rainbows as i'm just grimy and in the corner just to let them know sugar <laughs> sugar and rainbows just just let them know what could happen if it doesn't work yeah the thing is steve yeah is that is that the kind of energy um <laughs> coach o'connor wants to bring on this program probably maybe not. maybe probably not maybe there's value in having the grumpy guy that's kind of giving him the reality check um but i feel <laughs> like i feel like one of your strengths is that you make people smile yeah i think i think <laughs> everyone so... would know it's a bit so that's where it would get oh, me into trouble okay i'd be like steve your life's fine dude <laughs> <laughs> everything's okay but that's that's all part of the bit you know you got to run with it but no i don't think i'd be a good college coach okay well that's very that's very um uh what's the word i I give you credit for oh i'm introspective and and honest (laughs) maybe maybe people maybe you'd actually be better as a hitting coach yeah, what? just like kind of giving guys like the best possible, just like getting them in the in the best headspace. Not necessarily, you know, technical tips. Steve's but like, maybe... I know what it looks like to give up a bomb. Oh, trust me. <laughs> Look, when they when they throw a cement mixer right down the middle, we gotta hammer that one, guys. Um, here, let's practice. I'll throw some. Um, <laughs> but no, I'd be exactly. You know how like every every movie about training they get to a certain point and the coach goes i can no longer train you you must just say screw it and do it i would just be the screw it and do it guy like that's all because i couldn't train them without the training like (laughs) without the training you just skip straight to that yeah it's like (laughs) let's skip the training montage go straight to the emotional scene about how I, I'm whittling out, and this is the last performance I'll ever witness before I die somehow. And go get him, kid. The player development in Coach Steve's program is a slap on the butt and a go get him. Uh, and with that, let's take a quick break, Jordan but uh, and Steve. But before we take a break, we do have a, a sponsor this week. Oh, word for our sponsor. We, we were so lucky to be sponsored by so many real and great companies and concepts on last season's uh, run of podcasts that we were fortunate enough for the season premiere to find another one. Uh, so Jake, why don't you tell us about who is sponsoring our show this week? Today's show is brought to you by Winter Shorts. Up early for a 6 a.m. lift? Have to trudge through the snow and the cold to get to the athletic center, but you're too lazy to put on pants? Well, try Winter Shorts. The perfect outside outfit for going to the indoors. 
Now, these shorts have no special lining or fur or fleece. They aren't warmer than any other shorts. But if you're more stubborn than a paper towel in a rainstorm, then boy, oh boy, are these shorts for you. Whether you're an athlete or just a schlub walking around, winter shorts. Grab a pair before it gets warm. <laughs> Thanks to Winter Shorts for sponsoring this episode. Our friends uh, playing in some warmer climates are very confused about what you're suggesting as a specific attire. But thank you to Winter Shorts for, for bringing their brand to our um, to our, our program. Steve, do you have experience with winter shorts? Yes, I do. Actually, there was one year when I was at one college that um, we got our winter workout shorts and they didn't have pockets. So that was fun. It, I would play a game every morning of be cold and drop my stuff. So it was, it was always good. Okay. So you have the no pocket shorts. You're going to a morning practice. You're wearing compression socks, sneakers, a sweatshirt and your no pocket shorts. Right? Yes. And so all of your stuff is in the, like the pouch of your sweatshirt, which is really great. Cause then you get excited and it pendulums right into your nuts. That's my favorite thing about it. <laughs> I remember that every morning. Or God forbid you're late to you're you're running close to late. I'm saying like maybe I park and there's five minutes to get in there. I'm running down the late. staircase just speed bagging my nuts with all my stuff because it's in my hoodie pocket, you know. <laughs> now maybe this is antithetical to our sponsors. Uh, ideology but did you think about wearing pants over your shorts i thought about it but believe it or not what i actually did was i wore shorts with pockets under my shorts with no pockets and cut holes in the shorts with pockets pants might have been easier but hey this is about winter shorts this isn't about pants winter shorts you might as well call them winter shorts <laughs> Uh, winners only. All right. Well, thank you, uh, for that sponsorship. Very real, very real, important, um, loved product across this great nation. And before we get out of here, we did want to do one more segment, um, to kind of preview this season as it is, as it is coming up. Oh, so rapidly. And, uh, Jake gave us a little bit of homework as we prepare for this assignment. Just one college baseball thing that we are each thinking about as you described it jake something that is like a popcorn kernel stuck in a molar it's just it's just there i just it's just as the season approaches we're like what about this thing what about this thing um jake would you like to start us off with what your thing is that you cannot stop thinking about i can't stop thinking about tennessee and you know we talked about them incessantly last year they were the focus of every living, breathing moment of the college baseball season until they weren't. But what I am interested in, how does the bully react when they're the ones getting their pants pulled down? Okay, Tennessee was knocked out in embarrassing fashion on home turf by Notre Dame in the Super Regional. Every, basically every single position player that mattered to them graduated. Uh, and or went to pro like, ball. What do you say? <laughs> Went to pro ball more. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Went to pro ball. I'm very, very in my D3 mind right there, Jordan. Uh, yes. You know, and I'm just going to be interested to see if they're able to uh, move with that same level of swagger when they aren't winning 50 whatever the fuck games every year. Now, they obviously do 
uh, boast the best <laughs> pitching rotation in the country, and that will certainly give them the ability to win many games between Drew Beam, Chase Dolander, and Chase Burns, all of whom are back atop the rotation, three of the best starters in the country. But on the offensive side, it's a whole lot of question marks, be, except for Blake Burke is like the only starter who's returning. Uh, I know they have some transfers, but it's just, it'll be very interesting. They just played with such bravado last year. They played like they were better than everyone else because they were better than everyone else. What happens? It's almost like, like what happens when a, a, a sw- like a, a very confident swagged up rapper loses their edge, right? Drops a, like what happens to the, the entire vibe? Does it crumble upon itself? Yeah, or do all the new position players just become the Jordan Beck and the Drew Gilbert and the, you know, Jarrell Ortega and all those guys, right? Um, that's what I'm kind of wondering because because it's such a new team, it's an opportunity to kind of create a new identity. But to your point, it's like you're still Tennessee and the fans are going to be the same. <laughs> like the fans, especially at home, are still going to be kind of expecting the same kind of thing. And it's still Tony V. So I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm very fascinated with them. And again, when your pitching's that good, like you're still going to be awesome. But um, I don't, personality wise, what are you expecting, Steve, from, yeah, the, from the old volunteers? I mean, when you're around a team where, you know, all these guys go into pro ball, you want to emulate them. You want to be like, OK, well, how did they get there? How did they do it? And you look at guys like Jordan Beck and Drew Gilbert, they did it by playing super well, but also like, you know, with a chip on their shoulder while they did it. So I think those young guys, they saw that and they're going to try to emulate that as best they can. I personally think they're still going to be good. Like they they weren't just good last year because a bunch of studs randomly came together. It's because they had development and they, they picked those studs and developed them. So I think... I still think they're going to be successful. I'm just interested to see the level of bravado they bring to it. I really do like the way Jake put it of the, uh, 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 what, what kind of rapper did you say, Jake? Uh, uh, you know, like a confident swagged up rapper. Yeah. With swagged up like, rapper. Like I, I like thinking of like 50 cent on stage at a concert and his mom walks out and is like, yeah, go clean your room. What would happen? We don't know. <laughs> so that's what we're going to find out. And I want to be very clear. They enter the season ranked second in the country. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is an incredibly talented, good baseball team, right? But it is not what we had last year. No one will ever do really what they did last year. We'll never really see that again. And so I'm just curious what the second movie looks like. You know, Godfather 1 was great. Godfather 2 is just as good. You know, but there are tons of examples of you know, you think about Spy Kids, right? Spy Kids mm-hmm. one was I not do as think good about as, Spy Kids. Yeah, often. Spy Kids two was just as good as Spy Kids one, right? Mm-hmm. Shrek two just as good as Shrek one, mm-hmm. right? So there are examples of sequels living up to the hype. However, there are tons of sequels that do not. But I think, as I, I believe on on another D one pod uh, before earlier on in this preseason. Aaron Fit referenced the the team after the team, right? Sometimes it is the team after the team that does get it done. So you could look at it that way. And all of the shortcomings, you could say that the, the way, the things that they screwed up, right? And we're going to talk a lot about the concept of unfinished business on this podcast. <laughs> they definitely fall into that uh, into that bucket as well. I'm sure that the the returning players, certainly on the pitching staff, will be extra motivated from that standpoint. So, yeah, Tennessee's a great one. Steve, do you want to go? Yes, yeah, so I'll go. Um, what I've been thinking about, I saw it in a tweet last, uh, 
last spring when the kid like signed or whatever. His name is Gerangelo Sanche, I believe is how you pronounce it. He throws with his left and right hand for Mississippi State. And what blows my mind is just all the situations he can be used in and all the situations this kid's going to face in his life of, like, he's going to play catch twice every time. Every time. <laughs> like, coach goes, hey, Gerangelo, how are you feeling today? Uh, I feel like shit. But how's the right side feeling? Oh, it feels great. What? Um, yeah, Gerangelo, we need you to get hot for the next guy. Okay, do you want me to throw left-handed or right-handed? To I don't know. Or, like, what if he gets shelled right-handed? I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think he throws, like, mid-90s from the right side. But what if he what if he just gets shelled and he's like, I'm a lefty now, forever. Like, just going to be lefty the whole time. Like, what, what happens? I'm just excited. I'm excited. No matter what happens, I am excited to see the show. And I think he's going to put on a pretty good show. I could not agree more. Uh, he's someone who kind of got on my radar. I think, yeah, going into his senior year, uh, probably a year or two ago, um, in high school in Florida. And, yeah, he's he is <laughs> – we, we've had – listen, we've had the, the Pat Venditti of the world, and I, I'm sure he was a big deal in college. But, like, now, when Pat Venditti was in college um, – we were not we didn't have we were not tweeting about college baseball every day but for someone on mississippi state uh this is going to get a lot of attention very fast as it should and the fact that he's clearly very good from both sides like this is not just that this is going to be part of their plan and they're going to have to figure out how to do this you know it's not just something that they're doing for fun or, or like oh yeah you can kind of mess around with it like they are clearly planning on deploying this in some way and i've so excited to see what it looks like. Yeah, it's like um, it's a gimmicky thing, but he's legit in his gimmick. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I feel Kinda bad like even you, calling Steve. it a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a guy who's just weird and just owns it, and that's what he does. And like, could you imagine just being on his team and being like, "Yeah, this guy just carved you up left-handed and right-handed." Like, what are you gonna do? We. We found a guy who can do it from both sides. You guys currently don't have a guy who can do it from one. Like, the chirps are endless, and there's great opportunity there. I also love that he's at Mississippi State because of what happened to them last year. Like, they need all the, like, good, just, like, flush new faces, new guys, like, healthier, just different stuff to flush whatever the hell happened in 2022, and he will be a great way to do that. So, they needed. I mean, about yeah, that. Mississippi State needed like a they need like a juice cleanse, you know. <laughs> they need, yes. Well, they're they like a pre colonoscopy, really... whatever they make you take for the whole I mean? for the whole program. Yes. I believe it's Taco Bell um, chicken wings. Um, that's a not great way to do that. I, not a doubt. Definitely not. Uh, friends, uh, here is my topic: home runs. You know about home runs, Steve? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they ring a bell. You know a home runs. Right? You, you've you've seen some homers. Hit some homers. Loud some homers. Jake, you you know about home runs? I have allowed uh, two. And Just two. I have hit uh, two. Wow. Okay. Both in little league. Twos okay. are hot. So the reason I'm the reason I'm bringing this up that's that's sick, Jake. That you've only allowed two home runs, but college baseball as a whole last year allowed. The most home runs we've really ever seen. Certainly in the postseason, it was more homers than we ever saw in a postseason. And what I am very curious about is if that is going to continue. 
And while, Jake, while I am kind of tired of the ball discourse in MLB, I think in college, I do think it is interesting. And I do think that, like, we got so used to the the amount of dingers that we were seeing <laughs> during the season last year. And then by about, like, early May, we were, wake, we were like, holy shit, there's been how many home runs? Like, and, and I was looking at some of the stats and I was just like, wait, that guy on that team had 19 homers? Like... And that's awesome. I love that. And and I, I'm curious for you guys if you would love it for it to just be exactly the same and it's just crazy 20 to 19 or if you would like to see maybe some level of balance. Because I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I do think that it could be very different compared to, to what we had last season. I have no idea. Yeah, so I... What do you think, Steve? I want it to stay the same, but my biggest change I would make is everyone uses the same ball. Because, like, there's some conferences out there that use, like, Wilson baseballs. And mm. like, think about that team. Then they get to Omaha, and it's like oh, our pitches don't bend anymore. Like, my left, my left turn isn't going left because the seams are different or whatever. I just want everyone to use the exact same one because it just makes mm. it so much simpler, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I want to see the, a bunch the... of bombs, you know. Okay, so that part you're cool with. Yeah. You're cool with the the insanity that we had in the Oklahoma State Regional. Like, so I, I think I agree. I think I agree. Uh, I'm just I, – I am curious. I hope we don't have some level of whiplash if it goes back to something where it's like Tommy White only hits 20 homers and we're not like, oh, what a disappointment <laughs> if everybody else hits 15. Shame. So, very curious about that. But, Jake, do you have any uh, – uh, I know the bat is also part of this conversation, <laughs> as we maybe um, saw. So what I don't want is bunt fest. I don't yes. want – Don't want to go ball. back to that. No. That's not good for the sport. No. But I do think that there were points last year where it was just bananas, where it was bonkers. <laughs> there were some regional games where you just had to get it in the air, right, yeah. and you were going to mm-hmm. be okay. So I would like some sort of in-between – I do want – what I do like about college baseball is that the highs are higher than they are in MLB, where it's like we could see a 26-23 to 23 game in college baseball like every year in a regional. And it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. In MLB, we'd be losing our shorts, yeah. our winter shorts. You know what I mean? Winter, yeah. And so I want to maintain that. But at the same time, I don't want that every week, I think, is my, pref- my preferred uh, state of play. That seems. I think that's a fair a fair assessment. I'm just curious of anything. I don't even know where I want it to be. I just like, yeah, because it took us a while last season to kind of realize that it was getting to a whole new level, and uh, I, I think we will be less taken taken aback this year, unless it reverts, in which case it will be very interesting. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, Steven Shock, we are going to be doing a lot of these podcasts this year. What are you uh, excited about for us? I know not in the sport, but just like doing this podcast, what are some of the things that people can, can be looking forward um, to from this podcast feed and, and beyond in, our, in the Jake plus Jordan plus Steven uh, world? Well, from us, you can expect a lot of pretty dumb bits, but bits we have fun with and we run to the ground because we, we're we good captains. We're going to go down with our ship. Um but you can also expect a lot of talk about college baseball, not necessarily the numbers of who's hitting the most home runs. Well, we'll probably talk about that, but not necessarily the nitty-gritty analytical stuff, but we'll be telling you about which Division three player eats the most apples, who had the worst dugout meals, stuff like that. Um, the, the way I look at it, if you want the smart people stuff of the uh, – 
analytical stuff. Go to go to Kendall and all them. They got it for you. But if you want to know which pitcher pitched through diarrhea this weekend, come to us. We got you covered. They were covered. And now you will be covered by us. We will tell you about the diarrhea. We will not diarrhea on you. That's a disclaimer. But just a lot of fun stuff. We're just going to mess around, have some fun, show you the good stuff in college baseball because it really is a gem of a sport. And I feel like there's so much going on that a lot gets lost. And I'm going to do my best to make sure none of that gets lost. Well said. Well said. Yes, we're going to be, of course, we're doing the podcast. We're going to do a little bit more experimenting with some live streams uh, during the week to get you ready for the weekend. We hope to be doing some more content IRL at some of the, maybe some of the early season tournaments, not just uh, waiting until Omaha to uh, get the whole uh, squad together. So we got a lot of exciting stuff uh, coming up this season. And like I said before, I'm just excited to be rolling from pitch one instead of hopping in in the middle of March. So I'm excited, Jake. Is there anything else we, we want to tease before we uh, say goodbye on the end of Oh, I guess for the rest of the, the previews, we should talk about that. Oh, yeah, good uh, point. Because we have more more preview podcasts coming your way in the coming weeks, um, looking at at the the Power 5 conferences and beyond. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to get, get real specific, and uh, it's, it's, we're going to have a good time. So looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, Jake, any, any final words here? The only things I want to tease, Jordan, I want to tease you. For not playing college baseball? What an idiot. Mm. I want to tease me for not being engaged or married. What an idiot. <laughs> and I don't want to tease Steve because no, tease I think me. he's perfect. No, I yeah. need it. Flawless. Keep me humble. This hat is shrinking on my head right now. <laughs> what would I tease you about, Steve? Mm. I think you are the perfect human. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to record this clip and play it to myself every morning for the rest of my life. Just know that, Jake. I might make it my alarm. Who needs coffee, Steve? Who needs coffee? We do. Thank you all for listening to the first episode of the Shock Factor Podcast of 2023. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, to the D1 Baseball feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. Follow Steve on Twitter uh, at BigDonkey47. Let him know if there's anything in the college D1 world that you think we should know about, that Steve should know about. Reach out, we listen, we read, we got our ears open, and we are absolutely amped for the season to get rolling. Talk to everybody quite soon.